You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Are you a 3CR subscriber? We really need our listeners to subscribe to the station. It helps us remain financially independent and is an important part of our community governance. It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation and $300 solidarity. Become a 3CR subscriber today. 3CR Radical Radio. Did you know that 3CR received its community radio licence in 1976? Our application was successful because of our diverse and engaged community membership. Subscribers are at the heart of our station and we really need you to be active and paid up in 2023. Become a 3CR subscriber today. Call 039419 8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au subscribe. Heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight, we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drum. Beat out old trouble and drum. Beat out old trouble and drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Kick him out the door. Kick him out the Welcome to Radical Australia and Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live. That's right, it's streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. My name's Joseph Toscano and the world's second greatest producer has returned from a holiday in Sin City. Did you sin in Sin City? Okay? No, I was a very good girl, I was. But I had a great time. Did you? You weren't mm. exercising again. I was like... hardcore exercising. <laughs> you could exercise here. <laughs> I upped my exercise regime. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So you Because the climate made you want to get outside and You're kidding. be outside, yeah. I don't think our guest would agree with that, the climate. We have Latoya Hook. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Look... We're not, you don't need to thank us. We only bring the best to oh, Radical Australia. The fabulous. best. I've done hundreds of interviews over the last seven years. Yeah. Only the cream of the radical world comes on this oh, show. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and Kelly organises it all. I'm the laziest person on the universe. <laughs> I don't organise the guests. Yeah. I ask her a half hour before who the guest is, yeah. and I do no research. But there is, a, there is a reason behind that, because that way we can actually 
go anywhere. Mm-hmm, that's right. Now, look, I know, you know, a lot of women don't like to tell us their age, but I like to let our listeners know what decade you came from. What decade were you born in? 64. Well, that's not a decade. That's a oh, year. Oh, is, is that a year? So that's what did I... Oh, 1964. Away the year. Oh, that's yeah. all right. That's all right. I mean... I'm us, proud us. of each year that I've gained, you know. We should be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've lost... Quite a few people, you know, through yeah. that were much younger than me. So I tap myself on the back every time I go for another year. Yeah, well, sixty-four. Yeah. You're a virtual youngster compared to me. I mean, we get we get people come here in their eighties. You know, women in their eighties, yeah. and I ask them how old you are. Well, you don't ask me how old I am. Yeah. Well, no one ever says that. They actually. did. They have. They I'm have. Not one. Before your time, too. I'm not sixty-four. That was the year. That was yes. the year. Well, we yeah. understand that. We understand that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Now, where were you born? I was born in Wellington, New Zealand. That explains the accent. You haven't yes. got rid of it, have you? No, I've been here 33 years and still got it. Can I, I don't want to do any fish and chip jokes with you. No. So I'm not going to ask you. Now, <laughs> Wellington, New Zealand. That's correct. So uh, you're in, you got Indigenous roots or did your parents just turn up in Wellington, New Zealand? They turned up in Wellington, New Zealand. They met in New Zealand. So my dad's from Hanover, Germany, mm-hmm. hence the Herrick name. And um, my mother's from, from Satalo Falalili in Samoa. In Ooh. those days, they used to call it Western Samoa. Western Samoa. What do they call it now? Just Samoa. So that's not the American one? No, American Samoa is um, another uh, country altogether, but it's, they country, speak the yeah. same language, which actually I'll be there next, oh no, April. That's excellent. Mm. Well, so what's the language? Samoan in English. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve that. Very good. Well, it could have been. Well, we're in Australia. We speak English. Yes, right? and Tahiti, they speak French. That's right. See? So could you just say to our guests, welcome our guests listening to this program in Samoan. Thank you. Talofalau mai moa, ole 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 radical radio ale ale ya. Birthday, because I was put on the spot. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of live interviews. That's right, because we have two kinds of talk in Samoan. We have the traditional right. and just the everyday language. So right. I don't speak the traditional. It's just too hard. Oh. So how did a, a German bloke hook up with a Samoan? Woman. Would you like to know the story? Yes, I'd love to know the I story. I this out of my mum before she passed. <laughs> so she was a operator in the nursing home back in Wellington, you know, the, mm, those yep, old op- yep. for the nursing home. And my father was a student nurse in New Zealand. And he from Samoa. Oh, sorry, from New Zealand. <laughs> sorry, from Germany. Germany, Hanover. Hanover, yeah, just in case you've been in too many Latoya, countries. it's Hanover. Just in, just in Hanover. Hanover. Thank you. Yes. And, um, Apparently, my mum's roommate was dating my father's roommate. Ooh. And so um, when they, uh, they most probably got introduced to each other, uh, he was trying to court her, but he couldn't speak one bit of English. Yeah. But um, also, my mother said, oh, I used to chase him off because he was like 10 years younger than me. Ooh. Yeah. But then finally, she gave in and they went on a date. Ooh. And then boom, bang, bing. You were there. All these little half-sum on Germans. <laughs> <laughs> so how many of you are there? 
Okay. So my father married my mother and we had five children. Mm. After he had the, she had the five children, she then told my father that she had another seven before him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we have 12 in the family. And 12. then when my mother passed away in 1985, he, re- he remarried our our. our a, a village person from my mother's village, mm-hmm. and um, there's another two. So it's 14. I have wow. siblings 14. all up. Do you ever have family gatherings? Yes, we're actually going to have one. This was a surprise one we're having in April, right. but it's only half the family because it's really hard from the States, you know, to for short notice to get on a plane. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. they have to go either via New Zealand or Tahi- uh, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what do you do at these reunions? Apart from look at old photographs. I actually don't look at photographs. You don't? <laughs> we just eat and just yep, yep, yep. Eat and yep. Well, that's, that's, that's fascinating. It. So how did your father cope finding he had seven stepkids all of a sudden? Well, he had no choice, I think, because he already had five from, uh, from yeah, yeah, of us. Yeah. So, you know, I think my father always loved my mum and that was mm. that was the beautiful thing about it, you mm. know, and that's one thing I, 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 I embrace and mm-hmm. just, you know, always lecture. I don't, as you know, I love mean, I don't have any children, but mm. seeing families and just say, just remember your grandparents. Mm. Yeah. And did you, do you remember your grandparents? No, they passed away when I was only around about five-ish. Right. But apparently my mum said she took myself and my older brother to Samoa in the um, 60s. And apparently she yelled at me and I took my first steps. <laughs> so you're trying to run one. away I can oh, understand yeah. if she's yelling at um, you oh look at our microphone have you met look. a Samoan woman when she's she's worse than a crocodile <laughs> really yes now, now Kelly if you need to do some adjustments to the microphone you are welcome to get up and assist our guest remember this is 3CR we don't have a That's now if, yeah, if you're pissed off with the quality of the sound put us in your will Put three CR in your will, and we will ensure. We always have great sound. What are you talking about? Well, oh, except for when you scream down the microphone. Oh, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, you go on a holiday, and now you're stabbing me in the back. I always stab you in the <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, International Women's Day is coming up, and she's running the show. Okay. I've been banned from the studio. That's in two weeks' time. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm not going to listen to that program. <laughs> No, you won't. You won't. He means it. <laughs> I'll be on holiday somewhere nice. Now, back to you, Latoya. Yeah. Is that name on your birth certificate? No. Can I ask you what name's on your birth certificate? You don't have to answer anything. No, like- honey, I'm not ashamed. Yeah, it was Martin Alala Herg. Again, please. I did it quickly so that you didn't pick it up. So, Martin, after my father's uh, right. uh, first name. Right. Alala, after my uncle in Samoa. Right. And Oh. Did they make a mistake or something? I think they did. Right. Yes. Oh, oh that's interesting. So, <laughs> I'm lost for words here. You are lost for words. That toy, I'm lost for words. No, 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 no. So what was it like growing up in a big family? Um, To us it was normal. I think to how families are day- nowadays with one or two, yeah. I suppose they would all... Um, most probably being checked into mental health. <laughs> but families back then, even in New Zealand, were big. Yeah. I don't think there is many Samoan families that are small. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it was just something we adjusted to. And then moving to Samoa, then that was a different story where, um, so here mm-hmm. you're in a house. 
in Samoa in the village, if you're from a certain family, you'll have a certain amount of houses mm-hmm. and also a certain amount of family members. So you might have a brother and a sister and a, and a cousin that might be living with their children and family. So right. we don't have such things as one house, a couple and a child, and right. you know, never heard of. Never heard of. No. A couple and a child. So of all those kids, did you have top and tail you know, as a kid in bed, you know, like we used to? No, actually, that was the lucky thing. So um, uh, my b- brother and I shared a room and mm. the three girls shared a room. The youngest, though, Monica, she, I think she was mainly with mum and dad a lot right, until right. she was. Yeah. Yeah. She was a crybaby, let's be honest. That's it. All right, that's why she was mum and dad. That's she, it. She, she couldn't stand you and, you know, and, and her <laughs> sisters. I know what it's like. I, I know. I had a sister like that. Never forgiven her for telling mum all the things that yeah. we did wrong. Is that what happened in your house? When I got older, <laughs> yes, my, my sister used to lag on me. And then, you know, in those days, you know, there was no yelling. It was just like, boof, next yes. bit of you against the wall. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's so, a funny word, lag. No, I haven't not. heard someone say it for years, lag. Do you know I got that off prisoner when I moved to Australia? <laughs> yeah, lag. Yeah. yeah, lager. Yeah. Where does yeah. it come from? It, it, it's a convict. It's another name for a convict, you know, lift. And leaners, it's yeah. the leaner aspect, so you're a lag. Ah, ah there you are. You see, you've been derogatory, Latoya. <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical. So, where did you go to school? So, I went to school in New Zealand for uh, primary school mm. and then intermediate, and my first year of college. And then my parents just decided out of the blue to pack up and move to Samoa. And I completed my schooling in Samoa. Let's go back to your New Zealand experience. What was schooling like in New Zealand for you? It was horrible. Why? Um, I I got sexually, um, I don't know the word. I actually switched off from it from for many many years. What do you mean switched off? I, I cut it out of my life because I just thought. What your sexuality? No 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 the the teacher that touched me. Right, I understand. Right. I, yeah, it's hard to explain. So, so you were, you, were, you were sexually abused yes. by a teacher yes. and, and you just repressed it? I to completely cope repressed it, it right. to where I nearly forgot it. Yep. But um, in New Zealand, you know, because it's brought up in a Western sort of thing, I, I know it's very feminine, but the harassment, you know, mm. the, the, the discrimination in that, which I didn't understand at the time. I just thought mm. it was something wrong with me mm. constantly. Um, I remember lining up at Prima 2. Um, I don't know what they call them now. I don't know anything about grades. And right. that's a Prima mm. 2 back then. And I was, we lined up because, you know, you had costumes in it and I was in a wedding gown and I no. got abused. But I thought, why are they, te- why are they being horrible to me? Mm. Not understanding. Right. So what, you were a feminine lad? A very feminine. Lad, right. Yeah. And and what did your parents think? Well, my mother coming from Samoa, Fafafini is a third gender in Samoa, right. which is the name of yep. of of our LGBTI umbrella in Samoa. Mm-hmm. So my mum, I'll, I'll, I'll look, i just quickly turn this to her. I was around about eight years old. And so my mother was very, really involved with the church. And so the ladies will come over, you know, they'll swap houses and come over and visit and have a chat. And I remember my the ladies there one day and they were saying, oh, your son is so beautiful. And my mother's reply was, oh, don't you worry, when it's 21, I'd be standing by the wolf and saying, hello, sailor. Right. <laughs> Ah, That's how my mother, your mothers know, they know their own children and I believe that everyone knows their children and they can Mm. see difference in that. So she was just straightforward. It was my father being from Europe, you know, from a Europe country that 
you know, he was saying, he tried to put me into soccer. He tried to put me in the boys' brigade. And <laughs> soccer? How did you go with soccer? Darling. <laughs> I kicked the boys' first go that way and I went that way. That, that, that yeah. was it. But, what, you only went once? Yeah, and I was just, oh, a few times. I'm just busy there just singing, uh, uh, you know, singing. dancing around and doing pirouettes. And <laughs> in the soccer field. Yeah, my father would be like, oh, my gosh, pull him out of the soccer. He's making right. it worse. <laughs> and high school, what was it like at high school? High school was... See, I was fortunate to have a you know an older brother, a big brother to look after. He was in you. rugby, yeah, and he was a big lad, big well, lad, big Samoan, yeah, yeah. half Samoan. That's lad. it. Yeah, big and muscles on his muscles. That's it. And yeah. um, you know, when someone would would get smart to me or something like that, people would say, "That's Edlif's little brother." You <laughs> know. So uh, uh. I walked around, and, and my brother even said, "He go, this is a catch up with when I when I turned 50. Mm. He said. Do you know you put me through a lot of shit? <laughs> and I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have a big brother. It is, but you know, also force my, does work. Yes, but also my sisters, well, they well, well, are in background, you know. They were pretty tough too. That's it. So that you'd had your sisters looking after you and your brother. Yes, and I was actually brought up in a very rough area called Bodidua mm. in Wellington, which is like the hood. The hood. The hood, uh-huh. well, uh-huh. gangsters walked around and all that sort of stuff. So it was yeah. quite rough back then, yeah. um, you know. But it's even got worse now. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 All right. So why did your parents pack up and drag you to Samoa? And how old were you when that happened? I was fourteen or fifteen, yeah. and um, my father had a heart attack. Right. And he had that open heart sur- just before his open heart surgery. And I think my this is just me assuming mm. my mum wanted to go home, you know, better lifestyle and all, all that kind of thing. So we packed up and moved. She never explained to us why or why. Yeah, um, my mother was a very strong woman, so oh, she'd have you to have twelve never, kids. Yeah, yeah. You never question. Mm. You mm. never question. You just say okay. Yes, mum. If she says jump, we go how high. Yep, yep, yep. So you said, what bag am I packing? What bag am I packing? Yep. You know, and then and what should I pack? But going look, back to Samoa where, you know, it was like a... Yeah, look, what we're going to do yeah. now is... We're going to play um, a little um, yeah. interlude because... We've um, got a microphone you issue. You did warn me that that microphone was drooping. I told you it's got Bruce <laughs> droop. So, so I'm going to... We're going to swap seats, Latoya. Sure. I don't believe the guests should have the defective equipment. I think I should have the defective equipment. Oh, I've always been like that. Humble. <laughs> oh, just give me a moment. All right. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, we'll be back in a moment, folks. If you're a charity or community group looking for office space or a co-working space, Ross House has rooms of different sizes available from 15 metres squared to 100 metres squared at affordable prices. Many charity groups already call Ross House home, so if you're interested in joining a vibrant community or working towards social justice and environmental sustainability, please visit rosshouse.org.au or contact reception during office hours on 9650 1599. Ross House is a 3CR supporter.
3CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. Here we go. We're back. Well, Latoya, I've never done that for anybody, <laughs> man or woman, change seats. So you're very privileged, you know. I got a little bit offended. I thought the microphone was running away from me. <laughs> no, no. But I tell you what, if that microphone plays up, you're actually That's evil. It. I know. That's it. Or I'm concerned. So what was it like in Samoa? So it's like stepping back in time for this when we migrated there in the 70s. So mm. I went from... In those days, it was black and white coming into colour TV with a remote, con- I think there was a remote control, mm-hmm. to no electricity, living in, in Samoa-style houses, which we call fales, which are just made of um, tree, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? Thatch things? Thatches, coconut, coconut, yeah, coconut yeah. You know, things, and yeah. Mm. We had... My mother, from all the time she was working in, in New Zealand, you know, used to send money home and they were had apparently they had the first European house in, in, in the village. Right. It was only a very small house. So is this when you met your seven brothers and sisters you had no knowledge about? Well no, none of them were there. <laughs> none of them were there. No, they were one was in American Samoa. Uh-huh. Two were Adopted out, which were in Auckland, New Zealand, mm. through the uh, Catholic nun right. thing. And then my other siblings were in the USA. Right. Yeah. Why the USA? Because um, my actual grandmother, my grandmother is mm. from American Samoa. Right. And so we had the connection there in American Samoa. So my mother, before she came to New Zealand, mm. used to live with our, our, our great auntie in right. American Samoa. Right. So, so could you kind of put me straight? Now, is America Samoa part of america or is it it's a u.s territory it's a territory yeah. so they're not are they u.s citizens they're u.s nationals nationals that yes. means they can't vote they can't vote, vote. but they are nationals yes. they receive social security yeah and u.s mm. currency you know yeah. u.s cars even right. like when we samoans go to american samoa they usually mm. tease us they go oh my god you've got an accent <laughs> so so you're the pacific puerto ricans that's no, the American Samoans are. Puerto yeah, that's what I'm Rico. saying. Not you. No, no, the American Samoans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pacific Port. I'm Americans. a very proud Samoan. Samoan. Yeah. All right. I won't go into the <laughs> yeah. colonial history yeah, of how yeah, yeah. all that happened. Yeah. So you said you finished your schooling. Mm-hmm. And how was that? Was it any better than New Zealand? Or what well, was fabulous in Samoa? So I came from a place where you know you 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 uh, um, you had your your. I forgot what it was called. Um, well, you hid your 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 identity or gender, yeah, yes. And then go to Samoa. And the first night we arrived, you know, and I'm lying there with my cousins, and they were all we were all having fun. The next minute, they just called me this word, fafafine. Yeah, right. I knew what the word meant, but I didn't understand the meaning of it. And I was like, "Mom, they keep calling you." And they says, "Well, my mother said, well, that's what you are." <laughs> mm, well, mm. you know, while well, in, in New Zealand, it would have been poor fag, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. While in Samoa's like, yeah. it's a fa-fa-fee. And that's yeah, how it yeah, was. Yeah, so yeah. going and getting enrolled in school in Samoa, which I really loved, the the uniform attire for a male is a sarong. Right. 
So there you go, I was in my dress that I always dreamed of, my skirt. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So did you finish high school? I didn't complete high school due to my mother feeling, uh, falling sick a, right. a, a quite a few years later. Yeah, yeah and what, what, uh, was it one of these chronic illnesses that went yes, on for a long yes. time? Yes, uh, it was ba- actually bowel cancer. Bowel cancer, Yes, right. but in some, it wasn't diagnosed to, it was too late. Late, right. They always just treated her due to, you know, the facilities, it's, you know, mm. and... Um, they thought it was always constipation until right, she yes. actually collapsed. Oh. And, collapsed. Yeah. and uh, when did she die? She died in 1985. And I assume your father was still alive then? Yes. And uh, obviously it would have been a devastating moment for yes, him and the whole, family, the whole family. the whole family. The whole family, yeah. And you continue to live in Samoa? Um, no, uh, we actually moved, myself and my mother and my younger sibling, we moved back to New Zealand th- hoping that she would be able girl. to get some treatment. Mm, mm. And then when she was told that, you know, there was nothing they could do, you know, just like, it was like pallet- pallet- palliative care. Palliative care, yes. Yes, and I actually got trained to, you know, inject her with the morphine. morphine just yeah. to keep her comfortable because my mother just refused to let anyone touch her. Yeah. Sometimes she was even... If he were f- her own well, children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and know. that's one thing my mum said. She goes, this is why you were put on this earth. It's your duty to look after your parents. That's right. It's a Well, we're put on this earth. Any society that doesn't mm. have a social security system, that's what children yes. are for, is yes. to look after their parents. And yes. if you put them in a nursing home... Oh, you're frowned on. More than frowned on. Mm. You're ostracised. Yes. Yeah, so you hope that they die before they get sick. Yes. That's... That's a horrible thing to say, <laughs> but uh, my uh, my father, he was very good. He just dropped dead. That was it, you know. Yeah, yeah, good to him. They actually Look, uh, she's just telling us the time. She's telling us to hurry up. Kelly's like that. Oh, we're halfway through the program. Nice to do a little announcement. Well, why don't you do? Tell us what's going on. Where no. you're listening to Radical Australia on three CR eight five five AM with the wonderful Latoya. Herk. Herk. Thank you. Joe Toscano and Kelly Whitworth. Did you notice the wonderful was you? I'm just Joe Toscano <laughs> and she's just Kelly Whitworth. <laughs> you are the wonderful yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, what's going on here? <laughs> how much did she pay you for that? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Is that the real time? It is. Yeah, it is. Well, it's not halfway through. It's four yeah. twenty-seven. Oh, yeah. We're going by the um, radio clock, clock I've got here. Yeah, <laughs> the room clock is. A, anyway, yeah. don't confuse the listener with things. The like listener, that. you're right. We, see, we we share a listener. You know, we share oh. a listener with the ABC. <laughs> yeah. And occasionally with SBS, there's, there's one cool. poor person. You know, and NITV too. They the yes. same listener. So, when did you go to college? When? When? Mm. Oh, um. I don't understand. Did you go to college? You said you went to college. Do you mean university? University. Oh, no. So so, um, my day was just um, college. You know, after you go to intermediate, you go to college. Oh, right. That's the schooling. But the thing is, so my parents put me into a school in Samoa, which was called high school. Right. And it was a Mormon private school. Oh, very nice. How did you fit in there? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Gender. And then, you know... um, how would I say, um, their beliefs and trying to convert you as you are a mem- um, in oh, that school. So it was really hard. I got suspended so many times because so I used to really why, put down the Mormon if, church. If, if your mum knew what was going on, 
Why do they put you in a Mormon high school? Because of the English speaking. Ah, right. Yes. They wanted you to learn English yeah. so you so, could get on in the world. Oh, no, no, no. I, so I was brought, brought up with English, and then when I migrated to Samoa, I, I learned Samoan and Samoan. Mm, mm. So it was really hard communicating. She put me in a, um, a village high school for the first year, but they are old school. So, you know, I got the ruler marking and... Oh. <laughs> What do, you complain about? what do you complain about? <laughs> I was born in 51. That was a badge of courage. Oh, you know, the thing was so, you like, we, we even got the strap in New Zealand, but the thing was so, I think because I never got it in New Zealand, I was always mm. like, I was in, on the safety zone. Mm. But going to Samoan and getting that, my mother was a typical Samoan. She walked in the next day and boof, the teacher was on the floor. No, yeah, yeah. Well, they learn quickly, yeah. Yes, don't yeah. touch much well, cool. I mean, people recall about corporal punishment these yeah. days but it was all in the day's school activity you know in those days i never Look, like, ne- never never affected us did it like no, no, no way no, no way we just way. looked at them and may i ask one question before we go any further sure i really would like to know just a little bit about um you know the background to fafafini yeah. and um because it's quite unique in the world is it no it's not unique not? no it's, it's not unique i'm it's sorry getting out there now <laughs> i'm talking no, not, not now no, i'm talking no, no. look i was I, I i knew a hindu taxi driver here in uh, in uh, melbourne and about 10 years ago he, he was really excited i said oh, what's going on he said i've been blessed i've been blessed because I've had somebody from the third gender in my taxi. Oh. I've been blessed. It's part of Hindu culture. Yes. It, 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 many societies mm. incorporate this concept into their culture and religion. Yes. Okay. And they do that in Samoa. Yes. So explain for Kelly. So Fafafina, the actual meaning says mannerism of a woman, but it's actually what we've used. It's actually the umbrella for... As you'll see, the LGBTIQA plus, and it always has been. Yes, it always has been. So we don't, I don't, you know, don't. How do you say? You know how in a box, you know, you have like male, female, you know, something, but they don't have trans, mm. gay. Mm. We don't like to be put in that. We're just the third gender of Samoa, right. yep. and we are proud for our Fine. Yeah, and the upbringing is, and always the moral is, is to, you know, get an education, look after your family. And support your family. Being, but a, that's being even, a fafafini. Yeah. Yes. But also, the normal, those that don't have fafafini, it's what we are brought up to do. Mm-hmm. Um, school, education, church, and love your parents and family. Yep. yep. So there's no stigma associated with... Not at all. No. It's, it's just it's, it's, it's the, part of the culture. It's, yeah, how the cul- yeah. it's how that culture deals with that situation. Yes. yes. And, and not put it to the side or, mm. you know, discriminate yeah, against yeah. it. I just remember people before me and all that, mm. you know, when you ask them questions mm. and they'll say, oh, Fafafina always been part of our community and our, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and our culture. Yeah. It's just that when con- colonial, I can't well, pronounce that colonialism. word, came yeah. in yeah. and they brought the, the faith with them. What it is, we are built mm. on God in Samoa, mm. but sadly sometimes there's hate within that faith. Mm. So for you, just lastly, so for you going there from New Zealand, that must have been an amazing experience. Well, I didn't need to basically come out. No. I was you were outed. You were just... Yeah, you were but in- I was already outed by my mum in New Zealand, mm. you know, but, you know, it's just mm. those sort of years but back it's then. it's normal. Yes. It's, it's just a normal variation. Yeah. Which is accepted in the but it's community. it's very different to here. Well, no, no, no. There's a lot of traditional cultures 
which work in that manner because these culture these groups are small and mm. they need to uh, survive. Yes. And so you incorporate the third gender into your into framework. It, yeah. You incorporate where it's political framework. You give them sometimes people get uh, some types of power in terms of, like I said, this Hindu gentleman was good luck. He was yeah. blessed that day. And so it's... But once you had the more, uh, you know, the one God faiths, you know, the Christians, the Jews, the Muslims, what actually happened is that that was frowned upon because that was seen as, how should I put it, it was, it was seen to be ungodly. It was against God's will. So we got 5,000 years of that culture mm -hmm. compared to tens of thousands of years of different cultures where mm -hmm. it's incorporated because you can't live in a small community, can you? No. And say... They're terrible yeah. because you don't survive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm pleased I've just met you, Latoya. Thank I did you. meet you once before. You did. Well, it was very yeah. quick and brief. <laughs> yeah, very brief. <laughs> luckily so, for luck, you. Oh, luckily. Oh, <laughs> kill it. Now, let's speed up. You mm. came here to Australia. What? Well, so when well, I went, you were deported here from Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> so when I went back to New Zealand yeah. to, to, with my mother, you came that, through the back door. Yeah, I came through that back oh, door. God. <laughs> <laughs> Another yeah. New Zealander. That's it. So yeah. I, I, I lived three years in New Zealand after my mother passed away, mm -hmm. and I actually just bumped into this this guy, and he just goes, "There's nothing really for us here, you know. Mm. Why don't you move to Australia?" How old were you then? Oh my God. 20s? 25-ish. 25-ish, yeah. Yeah, but you had a good... I mean, it was a boring life, but it was a good life. <laughs> yeah, it was just cold and windy in Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> when they say it's windy Wellington, they mean it. Yeah, all right. So, so you, went, you went to Australia. I came thing. and I cried. I cried my first three months. I was just uh, coming up showgirl in New Zealand, so, you know, just aching for that attention that you got yeah. on stage. Yeah. And then I came here, knew no one, mm. knew no one. I actually had an aunt, my mum's sister was living here, mm. but that was that age where I was finding myself, I just started hormones, yep. my body was transitioning, right. so it was really hard to adjust for the first first three months. And I, my friend sent me back to New Zealand just to say, well, look, just go home and have a look what it's like. Right. I was there two weeks and I went, okay, I'm ready to come back. back to oh. Windy Wellington. Oh, that's good. So, Was that in Melbourne? You came to Melbourne? I've always been a Melbourneian, yeah. 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 So what year did you come to Melbourne? 1989. So what did you think? Well, coming from Wellington, that was wow. And then coming from Samoa, it was wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was amazing. Um, and out of the blue, I we went to this nightclub in, in St Kilda. Mm. Um, and um, I w went out for a cigarette. I don't know why I went out for a cigarette when you can smoke inside those days. You could even smoke inside. It's plane. very no, the, polite. No, yeah. no. There's just so much smoke in those days. Yeah, I'm yeah, old enough was. to remember. Yes. Kelly wasn't even born. And then. I remember, oh, sorry, before that, I met this. <laughs> This other trans inside the nightclub. So mm. back in my day, we were called Queens back in yep. New Zealand. Yep. And I bumped into her and I just introduced myself and she goes to me, oh, are you a trainee? And I went, training for what? <laughs> and, and then she goes, um, oh, are you pre-op or post-op? And I went, darling, I don't work in a post-office. <laughs> and next to me, she goes to me, darling, are you transsexual? And I went, yes. yes. She goes, have you had the surgery? And I went, none of your business. <laughs> yeah. She goes, well, that's what that means. And I went, oh. So the next day I was... You know, calling my friends in New Zealand on the landline yep. and saying, "Girl, they called trannies over here in that pre-op and post-op." <laughs> 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 well, 
point in New Zealand, we're just queens. You're just queens. Queen. Hey, but queen. How are yeah. you? Hey, good now, queen. Now, I understand that these days, tranny's seen as a derogatory term. Do you know how that came about? <clears throat> Can I be honest with you? There's all these different changes. Yeah. I still call some of the girls trannies, you know, but that's... Yeah. I know I've got to adjust to it. I remember when, um, I think it was just... 1999, we all of a sudden mm. transgender came along. Yes. See, we were known as transsexuals. You yes. know, we, we mm. did used to always clarify it when someone would say, Oh, you're a transvestite. I go, No, sweetheart, I'm not a transvestite. Transvest I'm mm. transsexual. Mm. But then all of a sudden, then I got educated by some of my older girls going, Oh, now you've got to embrace the word transgender. And it was it's just like, see, I go around the world. Well, no matter where I am, and mm. all I say is, hey, my name's Latoya, and that's yes. how I leave it. You want to ask me, are you a woman, you're whatever, yeah, those yeah. are things I would either answer or not. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah. Well, we're not... We're not yeah. Look, to be brutally honest, I'm not that interested. Yeah, no... I'm, I'm interested in your life. Yes, yes. And that's... The, the trouble is, you know, as you know, a lot of people, it becomes their life. It's yes. everything. And I have had to adjust it. There were a few mm. times when I got taught off by my young girls saying... Yeah. Oh, Mama Latoya, you've got to, you've got to understand these are the new tips. Okay. No. I usually roll my eyes, but. Yeah, look, you don't have to understand anything. Us old people, we're going to die soon, so it doesn't matter, Latoya. Oh, you know, we don't have to understand these yeah. young people. I mean, I, they come in here, they're binary, they're non-binary, they're this, they're that. They're up, they're down. I've even interviewed one woman staying in her head a number of years ago. For, I was lying on the floor, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I don't mind. That's what she wanted. That's fine. Yeah. Now. You talk about you being known as Mama Latoya. What's yes. all this about? Oh, look, that's an honour that, you know, I never... Oh, look, how do I say it? When I was 20s, in my 20s in New Zealand, we we, we lived in, with a group of girls. Mm -hmm. And I all... Because I didn't have that experience myself. Um, but um, in Samoa, sorry, I did a little bit. In Samoa, my mother, not understanding what Fafafin is all about. Mm. They had a little, uh, they had these little houses, they're called houses where a group of them would live. Mm. My mother uh, came, uh, turned up to their house and told them that she is a child. Mm. She does not understand about it. She you knows she had Fafafini friends, but would you please support her in her journey? And that. so mum dropped me off there and my mama was mama, uh, Michelle. Michelle Peterson at the time, and she was my mama then. And they, she just encouraged me, you know, this is the way you look if you want to. If you want to dress like a clown and be laughed like a clown, well, then that's your choice. But, you know, blending in and just, you know, doing duties of a fa thing is very important. So that's what she mm. taught me. So when I went to New Zealand, mm. we started our own little house. You become like, even though you're young then, you become like a guidance for the younger ones. Right, so the... The, the, you know, the, the big word they use is mentor these Yes, days. mentor Talk. now. Yeah. Well, ours you're was, a guy, you're a guy. Yeah, ours was auntie and mama. Auntie and mama. Yeah. When you say, you said before, not how to act and how to look, but how to interact mm. and what things were you taught? Well, we're taught, you've got to remember, I'm going back to this to the 70s. 70s and 80s, 80s yeah. where it was frowned upon, especially overseas. So, you know, when you go, like even like I was already full-on Latoya in mm. Samoa without yes. hormone treatment. Mm. And then when we had to go back because my mum was sick, my mum told me, mm. you do understand you're going to a different country now. Mm. This is not like how you can be free in Samoa. So I had to cut my hair, wear boys' attire. Mm. It curled me, but it was to blend in. Right. Because, you know, what I... As I transitioned again back in New Zealand was, you'd always think, 
now what am I getting today? A rock in my head or a bottle mm. just for going down the shop. Right. Yep. You know, and all that horrible names that they yep. would call us. Mm. So mm. we'd never go by ourselves. We always went in twos, maybe right. threes. Right. Mm. And how did you find it? the difference when you came to Melbourne in the late 80s and early 90s? Well, or was it the same? Or, you the same, you know, couldn't mm. get employment. I came over mm. having to say that I was from New Zealand. They wanted proof when it came to employment. My passport was illegally M. Right. So, you know, straight everything was fine with the interview because I, I was fortunate enough when I went on hormone treatment, I, you know, I was passing, which mm-hmm. is, you know, very, that's a, a goal, one of my goals. Because mm. my dream was back then, Due to discrimination, I hope I can walk one day down that road, that street, mm. and no one look twice and think is that a mm. man? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that was my goal. Well, can I tell you, you passed the pub test because I saw you go around the side of three CR, and I said to myself, "Who's that woman?" And then I thought, oh. "Could that be our guest?" Seriously, I'm not making Thank it up. You. I'm like, I mean, but I did think, "Who's that middle-aged woman?" I'm thinking, why is she going down the side door? So I sent, you know, Joe from Music Matters to go and open the door for yeah. you. So you passed the test? Thank you. You passed it? And I embrace that middle age because mm. I remember I told you just yeah. earlier, you yeah. know, yeah. I tap myself on the back every year I've, uh-huh. I've gained. Mm. So you're still mentoring, guiding people going through their journey or? I'll always be a mama, meaning like if any uh, trans or non-binary came up to me and said, I just need some advice or support, I'm always there, but I am taking a few steps back. Right, yeah. right. And why are you taking a few steps back? I have some personal health issues that I right. have to get through and right. I'm also focusing because this has been my first year in 12 years going back home to Samoa. Mm-hmm. My brother passed away during COVID, mm. not from COVID, COVID in some way. And I just want to focus on all those sort of things. Family relationships. Yeah, yeah. I'm very close. Even though I live so far away from the mall, I'm v- mm. very close. You don't Zoom, do you? Um, no, we do that FaceTime. <laughs> FaceTime, yeah, yeah. Or Messenger time, yeah, whatever. Ask she yeah, knows these yeah. things, yeah, yeah. Apparently, the other day, I, was, I had it on and I was, it was in my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah next one, I just felt this vibrate. Next one, I went uh, back and my sister goes, ah, you would. I was watching your pocket for the last 20 minutes. That's right. yeah. So I'm going to ask a rude question. No. Yeah. A very rude question. It's what type of okay. work have you been doing in Australia? I have been a sex worker from right. day one mm-hmm. due to was the only way of employment mm-hmm. for trans right. people back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. I did that in New Zealand. Right. But I also was a showgirl for a little while before I moved over here. Mm-hmm. And when I came here, as I told you, it was yeah. trying to get a job. But then they wanted to make sure that you were... Went on a visa or something like that. So yeah. I could only show my passport, which That's still had the M on it. Right. Those things changed later, like the late 90s. Yes, you yes, know. yes. And then, um, so it was just by accident. I wanted to know. I knew no one here. Right. So as I said, we were in a gay mm. club and mm. I went downstairs to have a cigarette. And I was wondering, mm. shit, what are all these cars? And they kept on waving me. Those, they all pulled up and I was like... <laughs> What are you on? I think I'm on the hood. <laughs> so I just, you know, yep. when they had a chat next to me, they were going like, how much? I was like, shit, I've hit the jackpot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, because yeah. I came yeah. with no I money, did. you know, yeah, and I, I thought, how am I yeah. going to survive? I really thought Australia at that time would change, or was yes. changed, yes. and you could get a job. No. But the thing is, people don't, don't understand. Being a New Zealand, you're, you're a New Zealand citizen? Yes. You can't get Social Security. You mm. can't get Medicare. Um but I never relied on that. No, but I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. you couldn't 
actually. Oh, no, you can. Could, you could, could then could. if you came before 2003. That's right. Yeah, so it was there. But when I went to, I went one time, the girl says, Khan, we'll just get the doll uh, yeah. benefit here. Yeah. We signed up. We signed up and then she told me, mm. one of the girls goes, oh, you get about 100. I was like, oh, if off. I'm not getting that. I'm going to work on the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. I can't survive on that. Like 100 bucks here for a fortnight. No. So uh, that's um, it. And then I just mm, stayed in the industry. Right. I felt safe. Yes. I had also my other, also like a sisterhood that right. protected, we protected mm, each mm, other. Mm. And it's where I wasn't judge. I was the boss. Yep. And, you know, no one mm. told me what I can and, and cannot, cannot do. do. Right. Have you got any plans for the future apart from, you know, the family and surviving? Well, that's the thing. I just want to live each year and uh, embrace each year. I, I don't have too many goals ahead because you just don't know as, no. as things change. I came to Australia out of the blue. Mm. So um, I don't like to have goals like that. I just hope for a healthy mm. and more um, open society because there's still a lot of um, discrimination there. Even though it doesn't sound like it's there, it's there. Yeah, well, people are learning. They've been they guided. Are. They've been yeah. guided after, yeah. what, 5,000 years yeah. of uh, looking the other way. Look, I finally got employed. I had to do a lot of voluntary, but I finally mm. got employed and, you know, into the health system and I'm a, a community health educator. I'm actually looking uh, – we give back to the girls on the streets, you know, give them right. services, um, right. food and mm. and stuff like that. And I work at a place in, in, in St Kilda, you know, which I never thought for my life – that I would ever be employed, employed. normally, right. you know. Are you employed as a peer? As a peer support worker. Oh, a peer yeah. support worker. So what are you actually doing? So it's um, a drop-in centre down in St Kilda. I just don't want to mention no. organisations' okay. names. Yeah. And we do on a Friday night where they can come in, get services, get food, um, have a have a place to rest because it's quite hot at the moment and you know when it's winter somewhere where they can have a coffee mm. and, and get any kind of service and we'll refer them on some are homeless some are need you know legal mm. support and all that and that's what we're there for and we will you know do their referrals for them mm. In, enjoying that role? i'm loving it. and also we're doing outreach at the same time so we'll drive around dropping off you know mm. supplies for the girls and and trans and boys no Excellent. one no wonder you mama that's it. So, <laughs> how do the how does the community feel about this interaction? Is there, is there any resistance, or do people welcome you, or are they suspicious? They're okay with us. Mm. They are okay, okay with us, but it's it's still that judgment, you know. Um, mm. Instead of understanding that these people are sex workers, not prostitutes, as the old word was, you yes, know, yes. they are sex workers. I, I actually had a run in, not a run in, but when I was explaining to someone at an event on the weekend, mm. you know, because she clicked that I was trans, you know, she's mm. going, oh, you're so flamboyant. I mean, I'm done and I'm a trans woman. But she um, all of a sudden said, yeah, you know, in St Kilda, there's a lot of prostitutes, tall and la la. And I went, there's a lot of sex workers. Mm. And I'm actually our next sex worker. Mm. So that word's not being <coughs> reappropriated yet, like, no. no. Yeah, it's yeah. still got oh, a long it's, way to go. It's yeah. changing yeah. slightly. Like, yeah. uh, you've got to think we're looking at hundreds of years. Of course. Hundreds of years and, and the changes that have occurred in the last... 30 or 40 years has quite been extraordinary as far as, yeah. you know, the third gender is concerned. Yeah. Extraordinary changes you wouldn't have expected. 
Because I still remember the 70s, you know, I remember the gay bashing you know, and the deaths and, as you said, you didn't walk down the street because no. you were frightened someone's going to throw... But things have changed dramatically for yes. not just trans people. And the gay clubs used to be underground. That's right. Because, yeah. you know, they could yeah. not be, you know, yeah. and it was a secret. It was by word of yeah. mouth where that club was at yeah. the time. Yeah, and the cops would then shake them down. And, That's and, it. And, you know, and, uh, my, pe- my, 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 my sisters before me even said... They used. She, she even told me. She goes, "Oh, you're lucky now. You can walk down down the street with a dress." But you know, our day, we had to pack all our clothes up, take it to the nightclub, get dressed before we left, take all our clothes off because we could get arrested for being in. That's right. Clothes. And the fact is, you're you're expecting a raid. If there yeah, was a raid, you'd have to pay it. your way out of it. Yeah. Corruption was endemic in the Victorian police force and yeah. in the sixties and. 50s, it was just an endemic thing. All the way yeah. to the 90s, and, and the, Yeah, yeah. And these were people you could actually put a bit of pressure on for a bit of money mm. because they had no defence whatsoever. Yeah. And I think people have forgotten that, how, how difficult it was and how things have change yeah. dramatically they're not perfect they're not perfect but by but a long way getting, we are getting there but it's just yeah. still a lot of work to be done mm. now not all trans are flamboyant no no this is a mis- this is a you know, people have this attitude that every trans woman is somehow flamboyant no it's just a spectrum. I think it's when yeah. uncomfortable people yeah. that l- <laughs> that flamboyant person comes out. But usually, when I'm in public, I try. Look, even to the say, even though I'm a proud trans, you know, trans woman and fafafina, I still, when I'm by myself, I always just worry about being clocked because I've just I'm I'm scarred from the old days. Yeah. yeah. Of that, you know, the the. You know, I'm, I'm glad I survived through all that mental health because, you know, because it really affected you thinking, they, why are they looking at me? Mm. Are they mumbling and talking about me? It's just mm. something that really scarred us for so many years that mm. I sometimes just really go low, especially on public transport. I will just, I'm, thank God for a mobile phone. Mm. You can look down and just switch off of the world. No, no, look, you, you, you're fine. Mm. I mean, you're just another... Yeah. Middle-aged woman catching the tram. I'm sorry to tell you this. I get it all the time. Middle-aged. Are you middle-aged? No, I was like, yeah, you're old. You're old. Well, there's nothing to be ashamed of. No, I, always... I mean, you're young, you're middle-aged, you're old, and then you die. What's wrong you're with that? You're just trying to put me in a box. Put well, the toy in, in a box. box yeah. Well, well yeah. you are. You're not young. I'm I always sorry. Say, I'm going to say I'm an antique, darling. <laughs> Look, I'm the antique, darling. <laughs> Fossil. You're no antique. Fossil. I was fossil. Fossil, fossil, Fossils are dead. <laughs> oh. You are dead to me. <laughs> well, she's, I've been dead to her for a long time. Yeah. You know, since I first met her, she just, she's just, oh, God. I can't, I that was an awful thing to say on no, radio. I no, apologise. No, don't apologise. You, you've ruined the program now. Yeah. Oh. This is about just... Being yourself. Just being yeah, yourself. Yeah, we just want to be ourselves. We don't want that's to be labelled middle-aged that's or whatever. Yeah, well, I label you middle-aged. I'm just, I'm just telling Latoya, <laughs> I would just, just think of out. her on public... I don't catch public transport. There are there are limits to what I'll do. But if I saw you on public transport, I'd just think, oh, there's just another old middle-aged woman who's come <laughs> home from work and she's pretty unhappy and her life's shit, you know. That's I would have been swimming around in my car, but my car is a bit upset at the moment and needs to be What have you done? Oh, no, the, in, the engine light came up. And, well, you need, um, you need some oil. So I'm, I've got it checked in for next Monday. Did you ever the, think of checking the oil at all? I have a service, darling. I, don't ask yeah, me to pump do the that tire. Stuff. I just go around and I boot the tire. When, no, no, but when, when, when the light comes up, the first thing you do is check the oil. 
You've got to save thousands of dollars. They're going to charge you 600 bucks for changing your oil. Oh, do it tonight. <laughs> Check the oil. I've been yeah. serious. Yeah. You do know I have a feminine side and a masculine side. Well, so that's I what I'm saying. To, I, I, I know how you don't check. I didn't tell you you yeah. didn't know how uh, to check the oil. You just didn't think of it. You said, oh, there's a light. <laughs> yes, yes. And because I've, this is my first sort of like computer car. Ooh. I'm from way back. Uh, well, what do you have? Um. I have a, a Mercedes compressor. Ooh, Ooh, la what la. color? It's white. Oh, that sounds really flash. No, it's not. It's an antique too, like oh, me. <laughs> compressor. Yeah, yes, you've got mean? no. Oh, it's the smaller sedan. Yeah, oh. and you've got no idea how they guzzle petrol that one. Mine one's okay because it's a sedan, four cylinder. Oh, I don't know. Well, I think it's doing well, okay. Well, did you get? I'm sure you wouldn't even get a hundred kilometers for nine liters. I haven't gone that far. <laughs> and um, just, I know we've got like a few minutes to go. We should mention that you are a part of the 3CR family. Yes, I'm part of PX Farnham, which are on Saturdays at 1.30. Excuse me, a part of what? PX Farnham. And what does that mean? That means Pacific, uh, Pacific X family. Oh, how many of you are there? There are many, many families. No, 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 but on the panel. On the panel, um, there is... Five of us, mm-hmm. yes. Well, and how, that how, is, how does somebody get a word in with five of you on the panel? <laughs> oh, so we they, we all have turns. Oh, you're right. Rotation. Yeah, as uh, I said earlier, I have stood back from duties, a lot right. of duties at the you've moment. You've been trained, though. You've done yes, the training. I have, yes. and I really did appreciate Kelly, what 3CR Did Kelly has done. train no, you? No, no. No, it was um, MV. MV, yes. Oh, right. yes. And Kelly. Anya. Ah, What's the show about? So it's all about, um, so this is our first ever Pacific Island LGBTIQA plus um, Mm. organisation. In Melbourne? Yes, in Melbourne. Well done. And we um, talk on topics of Pacific LGBTI things Mm. that are going on around in the community as there is now a growing Pacific Island um, community here in in, uh, Melbourne. Wow. Has that occurred because people are feeling isolated in their more traditional communities and they come to the big cities? Yes, and also for those that are Pacific Islanders that Mm. are born overseas Mm. and not knowing about there is their own community out here, especially when you're LGBTI or trying to find yourself, there was nothing there for them, you know, because we also have cultural backgrounds you know when it comes to customs and and things when mm. it comes around family so and they didn't you know there's a lot out there that are still finding themselves mm. and it's nice when they got yeah. their own community there. yeah it's quite, quite interesting i'll tell you a funny story my late wife was Torres Strait Islander and uh, when we first came to melbourne in the uh, 70s uh, i thought every Torres Strait Islander man was gay because every bloke i met who was Torres Strait Islander in melbourne was gay <laughs> And basically they just drifted here because they just couldn't, the communities were too small to form relationships and they drifted to the big city. So is it the same with the Pacific Islander community? Um, Oh, no. A lot of the Fafafingas say home. You know, a a lot that do come overseas is due to getting um, employment and and, and we all send money. I actually just sent money today back to Samoa. Could you send some my my way? (laughs) (laughs) It would be Tala, so it's not really worth much. (laughs) So now, the last question. Yes. If there's a transgender woman listening. Yes. And they're confused. Yes. What do you suggest? I just tell them to reach out, look up. You know, the good thing about what you've got now is internet. And, you know, um, services out 
which mm. was never there in my time. Mm-hmm. You know, reach out, never ever question yourself, be yourself because only you know yourself in the end, you know, and just, you know, realize, um, remember that there are people out there to support you. You are worth it. And whatever journey you choose on, it's only your business. You know? Latoya, thank you. You're welcome. Thank I'm you pleased you're me. part of the 3CR community and I hope the health issues that you're facing will be resolved you. and you'll reach the age of 100. Oh, no, that's not too far. <laughs> you know, Botox doesn't work at 100. <laughs> well, at 100, you're a respected elder. She's, she's respected now. No, no, but she's been really, oh, respect, really respected. respected. This is just fake respect, <laughs> you know. She's only middle-aged. She's only middle-aged, that's right. That's my new line now whenever they say, okay, middle-aged, yeah. middle-aged. <laughs> Thanks Thank for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. CR is Radical Radio, and that means more than just alternative current affairs and political coverage. We're Radical because we're an independent media outlet, owned and operated by the community. We're Radical because we give communities the control of their own shows, with their own music, in their own languages. We're Radical because we provide a media platform for communities to build their own power to create social change. Become a subscriber and support Radical Radio. Call us on 03 9419 8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward subscribe. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.